The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch is Enos Slaughter, a blacksmith and a member of the Amish community here in the state of Ohio. Enos, welcome to Top of the Stretch. How are we doing, Roger? Oh, we're doing fine as fine can be under these circumstances, but uh, and I'm sure that's the same with you. Yeah, we got to make the best out of it, I guess. Yeah. Things, some things we cannot control or change, so I guess we got to get by this, right? I used to saw a, uh, saw a movie several years ago, and it uh, starred, uh, I forget who the stars were, but it, the main thing that they said was, you got to go with the flow. And right now, we got to go with the flow. That's exactly right. Yeah. How, long, uh, go, how long has it been since you started this uh, blacksmithing career? Well, I've been married for 15 years, and I started shortly before that shoeing my own horses. Then that led to shoeing my father-in-law's, and that led to shoeing my neighbors. And I think it was three years down the line, I quit my construction job, and I went full-time blacksmithing. And that was only buggy horses then. And I believe it was about another three three years uh, I started shoeing at Northfield. And that was because I went to Northfield on Thursdays, which was when they had the qualifiers. and I made friends with a couple different trainers, of course, trying to buy horses. And that got me into racing a couple of horses years ago. And then that led from shoeing my own horse and people seeing me shoe and they said, oh, you can shoe. Well, why don't you shoe for us? So that got me licensed and got me into Northfield. So that's how it all got started. Now, you started out with buggy horses and horses working on the farm and such. Was there a major yes. difference when you started shoeing racehorses? A lot, yeah, a huge difference. I mean, typically it's still putting on shoes, but racehorses have shorter feet, uh, more, they have to be a lot more accurate, accurately shod and, and precisely, you know, toe length angles. Of course, you know, my buggy horses and, and riding horses and all that, we tried to do the same, but it was it was definitely a, a step to a bigger world as far as precisely making sure feet are flat and everything. And the way they travel in high speed and in buggy speed is a big difference because going in high speed, you have a tendency of hitting places where I never seen a horse hit in the buggy world. But it no. was a it was a learning experience and a, and a I guess what what led me on to doing it was it was a competition to see if I could actually do it or not. Now, on a normal day, let's say at Northfield, how many horses would you work on? Oh, a normal day, I would say 10. Uh, there's days when I do less, which are more friendly to my back. There's days when the snowstorm hits and they have to have borium and People already know me from a long time ago. They beg and they throw a little cash at me. They know they're getting their horses shod. So, uh, but typically, I I don't like to do more than ten. Uh, a preferable day would be six to eight. Is a very comfortable day for me. Now, uh, tell me, 
with the lockdown, you still have horses at Northfield. Are you making a regular trip to Northfield uh, uh, during this period of time? No, I did not. A lot of people slowed slowed me up and just put everything on hold. However, I'm going to go there tomorrow, and I have several more like babies and stuff to shoe that have to continue training. But uh, the regular racehorses, of course, with everything on hold, is they put me on hold. They said, don't shoe anything, uh, obviously, until we know when they're going to open up the box again, and that's going to reflect when on they, President Trump, I guess. When they do open that box, uh, you're going to be quite busy. Yes. I I, well, I plan on being there a couple days in a row once they open up this box because everybody's going to be bringing horses in from the field and uh, turnouts and uh, some of the horses that have been pushed to the back corner then need shot because they've been being put in the box. And, yeah, I look for a for a rush when this opens up, but that's okay. Well, I guess we'll, that'll be one way we can make up for the, the days that we're not working. <clears throat> I understand that it, it's sometime, maybe you still do some, but you do some carpentry work in Pittsburgh? Well, I actually, uh, most of my work's are around Medina. However, there is a lot of Amish that go to Pittsburgh, Cranberry area, Pennsylvania, I'm talking, and they have been shut down because of this coronavirus. So as we speak, there are a lot of people, Amish people, construction workers, roofers, siding people, uh, all trades are, are shut down in, in areas in Pennsylvania. And however, that is gonna gonna reflect a lot on what the economy does, of course, and in a lot of other ways too. Speaking of the Amish community, uh, they're on lockdown as well. Yes, I mean Ohio is not as strict as Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm actually doing construction work, uh, but non. Uh, Non-inner city. Uh, if you are working in downtown Cleveland, of course, you are going to be shut down, just the same as Pennsylvania. But we're out in a more rural area of Medina. We're in a development, but not. they have two-acre lots. Uh, I think if you have a housing development with some of these houses that are 10 feet apart, I'm sure they probably shut those down, too. I haven't heard, but I'm sure they did. Uh, but, yeah, there is, there is definitely – it's definitely – like our schools have been shut down. Uh, and that was, we're not government funded, but we fell out of respect for the the government and everything. We should do the same. So I take it, Roger, all your schools are shut down too, right? That is true. You're, I'm in Grove City, and of course, uh, all throughout Ohio, the, the schools have been shut down. And, and as it's, you folks basically did it on a voluntary basis to to go along with the the rest of the folks in the state of Ohio. Yes, we 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 want we want to do it gladly because we don't want the coronavirus to be spread out because of our schools and and stuff like that. So we want to be you know very respectful of the law and everything. And as of now, we've we've got a plan where my kids go to school Monday. Uh, at an assigned time, uh, there's groups that show up. The teachers are at school assigning lessons. Then they take them home for two days, and then they'll be back Wednesday 
and then they'll take two more days home, and we just do homework, and it's been working well. Uh, my wife now is not only a, a baker and a housekeeper, she's also a, a teacher. <laughs> uh what about your family? How, how large a family do you have? I have been blessed with seven children, Roger. I've got five girls and two boys. And uh, they they definitely keep life lively. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, uh, does, does the wife like the homeschooling? She actually does. She told me, uh, I asked her about the first couple days, I said, well, are you ready to send them all to school or you like them? She said, you know, this is great. I don't even care about it. My kids are at home. We do a lot of stuff together. We spend time where we didn't spend time because they were in school. So I guess uh, the upside of coronavirus might be that it'll pull families closer and, and make us what we what family life is supposed to be, I guess. <clears throat> get back to what was what is the most important thing in life our families exactly roger that's that's definitely a, a lot of truth to that now the amish are known for baked goods and cheese and things like that uh, you folks don't have to run to the grocery store every other day do you no we don't we probably uh Minimal, you know, once a week. Uh, oh, there's days, I guess, when you're canning or something like that. You need more of sugar or salt or flour or whatever it is. We have to run, but uh, we we definitely don't go as much. I mean, there's weeks, there's months when we go twice a month and we try to mm-hmm. stock up because we, well, typically we try to can a lot of soup and meat and uh, I do rent a freezer. They have what they call a rent a freeze, which is a, a big freezer, walk-in freezer, where you, you rent a space. I do freeze some of my meats, but we can a lot of soups, tomatoes, stuff out of our garden. Uh, we try to raise and, and live off the land like we can. Uh, of course, we, we're just we're not just like anybody else. We get dependent on the grocery stores as well, but uh, they're still there. We could live... I'm going to speak for my family. We could live probably two months without having to have something from the grocery if this went on complete lockdown, but uh, hopefully that won't happen, I guess. Now, you speak about the lamb. Tell tell the folks exactly what you did yesterday. (laughs) I spoke to Roger last night. I told him I'm going to have to tell you what I was doing. I was out plowing ground to plant my corn, I'm talking corn to, I'm raising for my beef cows, and I was out with three Belgian horses, and I was plowing ground. Uh, So that's the first step. We plow it, and then we have to work it up, and then plant corn later on. So hopefully that's what we can do if we have a nice spring, and it sure has been nice so far. When, When you're in a normal life, how do you get all these things accomplished? Well, you work You work when the alarm clock goes off at 4.30 in the morning. You get up and you start working, and you work until you're ready to drop at 10 o'clock at night, I guess. <laughs> you know, I think it's, I'm going to point one other thing for a conversation from last night. He says, we'll do this at uh, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning because that's when I take my break. 
Yeah, I'm taking a break at work right now, yeah. <laughs> well, Enos, we thank you ever so much for being with us. We wish you well. Stay your distance, and I hope you and your family and the rest of your community are well and safe and hopefully not in the too far distant future. We'll all be back to possibly a new normal in our yes. lifestyle. I hope I hope this coronavirus doesn't spread and get as bad as it has in other countries and then we can get back to a new normal like you said. And you know, there's always there's always something good no matter what what comes about, but usually there's something good about it. So maybe you know, if nothing else, it gets us back to, like we said, a good family life and, and draws every the whole community closer to each other. So that that can be a good thing. Uh, the people that lost family members, my, my heart goes out to them. But uh, like I said, we got to make the best out of this and try to get through it. And hopefully, like Roger said, we can get back to a normal life here right quick. <clears throat> Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association.